You're listening to This and That with me, Angus Mitchell, a podcast series where I'll be talking to students and past students like everything about their dissertation and general uni experience. On this episode, I'll be talking to Chloe Waters, the title of her dissertation being Men Are Parents Too, Why Mandatory Paternity Leave is Good for Feminism. When women go for interviews, it's like 29, 30% of women decide to take off their wedding ring when they go for an interview. So maybe there is some dick at the pub who's being a bit sexist and you bring this topic up now you're going to have all of this you'll be able to cite resources and be like actually no because of this this oh, this and this we are <laughs> asking those people with stats you know i've always been a mouthy person when it comes to stuff like this and like you said it um, you said it <laughs> exactly. not a bad thing either you're not a bad, not thing, a bad don't thing hold back exactly it's not just a whole you know we need to make the workplace equal women because we do but we also need to make home life equal for men you're listening to this and that Hello and welcome back to Dis and That with me, Angus Mitchell. This is now episode 11 and today I'm joined by Chloe Waters. Chloe, how are you? I'm very good, how are you? I'm great. It's so nice to have a wee catch up with you and I'm very excited to hear all about your dissertation because I have no idea what it's on. Yeah, no, um, it's, it's good. It's my favourite subject of all time, which is a little bit of feminism. Okay. Um, so it's basically about... The question is, men are parents too, why mandatory paternity leave is good for feminism. So I'm basically making the argument that men should be forced to take paternity leave, um, which then basically prevents discrimination against women from the start of a hiring process. Wow, that's awesome. I, I, cause like I said, I had no idea what it was going to be on. So that was, that was my first hearing of what it's on. And that is so fascinating because that does come up a lot, you know, because um, when we're talking about equality and feminism in, gen- in general, like the, the ter- uh, maternity side of things always seems to be a bit of a, a I don't want to say tripping up point, but sometimes people do use it, don't they? In a kind of, yeah, but you've got to take this time off because you're a mother and and the man doesn't have that biological reason for taking time off work. So I'm I'm already hooked. I'm very excited to get into this. But before we do, do you want to give us a bit of background on yourself? What do you do? Um, What are you up to at the moment? Yeah, um, I'm in my third year at Cardiff Uni. Um, I do BA philosophy um so that's super fun and currently applying for a master's in um gender and international relations at bristol so hopefully fingers crossed yeah 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 literally um but this is like probably something that i've been interested in since day dot and like having the opportunity to talk about it is fun and i get (laughs) about it in a more eloquent way than being drunk and yes yeah when they ask for it (laughs) no exactly it's quite nice isn't it it's kind of given you an opportunity to really delve into it and do your research and so maybe there is some dick at the pub who is being a bit sexist and you bring this topic up now you're going to have all of this you'll be able to cite resources and be like actually no because of this 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 and this we are (laughs) asking those people with stats so much i love that Okay, so shall we shall we get into it? So you did mention the title, but can I hear it again? The title of your dissertation? It's Men are Parents Too, Why Mandatory Paternity Leave is Good for Feminism. 
Brilliant. Okay. And uh, where do we begin? How do we get into this? Um, so I, second year, I did my philosophy of feminism model, which is super, super interesting, covered loads of stuff. And I decided to do a marriage um, essay. And it was basically about who benefits from marriage, if anyone. And so I did some research and realized whilst I was doing my research that um, when women go for interviews, it's like 29, 30% of women decide to take off their wedding ring when they go for an interview. Um, and it obviously makes sense. Like if you're of a childbearing age and you're married, the assumption is you are going to have a child very soon. And while obviously laws are in place to not be discriminated against for age, sex, whatever, it doesn't stop the bias that happens yeah, it's that unconscious and bias isn't it 100 percent. and i just feel like that stat isn't good and that stat isn't there for men because men don't have to worry about that because they do not biologically have to bear a child therefore they it's just not even a thought that crosses their mind and i think for someone especially who doesn't even know if she wants children anyway that's not something that I want to have to come across purely because my age is what, 26, 27, and I may or may not be married. But if I was, for example, and I'm not going to get hired because of my male counterpart, because there's the potentiality that I'm going to have a child and they have no idea, but they don't want to run the economic risk, I just think is so wrong and so unfair. And I think it's such an easy fix through making paternity leave mandatory because then you've got this economic equilibrium between men and women where that issue then doesn't arise when you've resolved you're, it yeah you're hiring yeah you've sorted it you've sorted the source right at the like yeah. sorted straight away and you don't even have to worry about it down the line and um so that yeah it's really interesting how you kind of came across this and was it a topic that you had thought about before i know you did say that you mentioned it in drunken rages in the pub um but um was it up until this um essay you did on marriage that you discovered the stats that was like a real like kind of ignition moment you know you build the logs of just kind of yeah. sexism and being a feminist yourself and wanting to learn more but then you saw this stat and you were like okay hang on i really want yeah. to learn more about it yeah it just really annoyed. It just really annoyed me. And yeah, I've you know I've always been a mouthy person when it comes to stuff like this. And like you said it, um, you said it. Exactly. <laughs> not a bad like, thing either. You're not a bad not thing. A bad Don't thing. hold back. Exactly. And it was definitely something I would always. It was kind of like a weird theory that I'd randomly come across when I was I was having an argument with someone in the pub, and they were just talking about how you know like. Um, it makes more economic sense to hire men over women and blah, blah, blah. And it was annoying because I understood, you know, like where this guy was coming from. And I was like, yeah, well, what about if you just, you know, made men like take their paternity leave instead of just keeping it as like an option. And I was like, you take it away. And I was like, oh, love that for me. And then found this stat. And I was like, that's so frustrating because it just backs what I've been saying anyway and then yeah. from it was a kind of there. fear of yours of of the kind of you didn't have the stats to back up your kind of unconscious fear of the fact that women are unlikely to get hired being at a particular age married and um maybe want to have babies and then you saw yeah. that stat and you're like okay yeah my, my thoughts were true what yeah. are we gonna do oh, about it yeah, this is absolutely ridiculous behavior yeah. we are in 2021 this shouldn't be happening yeah. like 
also men are parents too like they should take their paternity leave and I think they should be forced to women have to take two weeks anyway by law have to take two weeks so it makes zero sense to me why by law men don't because yeah. the fact that biology just doesn't really no matter anymore yeah so okay so we i understand now why why you're doing this dissertation and um, the kind of foundations to it where do we begin how do you go about it do you have a kind of have you just because i know you are still doing this i've had some other guests that have finished their dissertation so it's able to like kind of be a, a round episode but how far have you got you know um we are currently in part two of three parts so cool. we're halfway through um, so there is, there's this huge um, feminist philosopher, she's a lawyer, um, and she's from America, she's called Catherine McKinnon, and she's had such a huge influence in like the feminist sphere, and my um, dissertation supervisor and the person who taught my um, philosophy of feminism last year, was like, oh, I'll read her, she'll have loads on it. Um, so I read her whole book and there was this like tiny, tiny little paragraph and she didn't really ever mention anything. And I was like, that's so weird because this woman coined the phrase um, sexual harassment and changed the whole, obviously like workplace sphere for women so that we're protected and whatever. And I was like, that's so random and kind of wrong from her that she doesn't even touch on um paternity leave or maternity leave and I did some more reading and some more reading and some more reading and I was realizing that no one has ever even like thought about it like people have kind of said you know men and women are the same and they should both be parents and stuff like that but no one's explicitly said I know what could actually change physically change equality is changing the law because I think I mean, the law is how we base how we act in society. And I think it's like a ripple effect. So if you start- Societal the norms. Yeah, the societal yeah. norms are influenced by the laws and the yeah. law is influenced by the societal norms. It's a kind of two way stream, isn't it? Um, fascinating that she didn't touch on it. You know, obviously there is that classic kind of problem where where do you stop with trying to solve the world's problems, you know? And um, it, it's it's, fascinating to hear that she was the one that coined the term sexual harassment um yeah. because obviously that is huge and i d is, so is that quite a new term then yeah really new term i'm we're talking i'm thinking 70s 80s yeah. so but then i mean you've got the fact that women weren't allowed to buy their own buy a house without a man pre the 70s so yeah. you actually think about it and these steps such a long way in such a short amount of time which is great um and it's awesome and we're here for it but it's like not done and I think people do have a misconception at the moment where they're like no you're so equal what what are you talking about because they're about? comparing it to something that was so horrendously yeah. unequal yeah, 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 yeah they're like oh wait you you don't have to have my help now like buying a house you're fine you're on your own it's all good but it's not because we can't help but have this um systematic bias towards men which is fine it's not fine but it's understandable because that's how society the societal norms are but yeah, we're gonna change that so um getting getting back to the kind of backbone of your dissertation then you said you have three parts yeah 
So yeah. part part one, where where do we begin with it? How how have you got on with part one? Part one is atting basically this woman, um, and because it's a philosophical paper rather than rather than a political paper, um, I kind of just have to delve into, you know, why she hasn't done that and um, what she's talking about instead, because she does have this paragraph talking about it, but she doesn't really say anything other than, well, yeah, women having maternity leave is equality. And that's kind of where she leaves it, um, which isn't really equality at all. I mean, we have to leave because we give birth. Yeah. No one really wants someone to give birth in a workplace. So we very much need like a little bit of time off to physically let our bodies repair and stuff. Um, but she says that that in itself is a quality, which I think is wrong. Um, and that's really all she says about it. So part one is kind of um, disagreeing with her. Yeah. Um, and saying, whilst you've done so much and we as women are very, very grateful for you, um you've kind of missed the mark with this one Mm. um do you think an aspect of that is to do with the context of the time like it was almost when she was writing it almost she couldn't even perceive a notion where paternity leave could be something that was mandatory because it was she was writing in such a time where like you said sexual harassment hadn't been coined that was still normal and it was one of those rather than her disagreeing with what you're proposing in your dissertation it was more unfathomable for her yeah oh my a hundred percent and I think she is she's so concerned with a lot of stuff I mean her main bits are um any sexual harassment thing whether on whatever scale whatever scale yeah, yeah whatever scale that may be both in and outside of the workplace um so that's kind of her jam. That's what she's trying to help. Yeah. Um, but the fact that she is so involved with things that happen in the workplace, it's just interesting that in this 500 word book, you have this tiny little paragraph on one page and that's yeah. kind of like all she says, but a hundred percent she is of her time and you cannot blame people for that at all. Yeah, we um, still love her. We still love her. She's still, st- still done bits, yeah. <laughs> this to the girl um we just need to build on her and move on so how are we doing this then section two i think it's now a natural point uh for you to explain a bit where you're at now um and what you've been working on section two is talking about um men and women's biology and talking about how um women are in society looked at as a body rather than a person and um our bodies are looked at as to bear children at some point in our lives and that's how you know this moves into workplace and since the dawn of time it's been women at home bearing children looking after their children that's very much the woman's job men go to work blah 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 blah, the classic um and it's more saying that the workplace has been set up for men, home has been set up for women, and it's really, really hard to kind of merge those together. And it's not just a whole, you know, we need to make the workplace equal for women, because we do, but we also need to make home life equal 
for men because mm. at the moment I mean you hear about our stay-at-home dad and a lot of people are like oh but are you not bored and are you sure you want to do that and do you really want your woman working every day and that whole thing kind of toxic masculinity behind it huge and this huge stigma against men looking after their children which it just shouldn't be the case it's a you've had a child with someone it's a partnership you bring that child up together but society doesn't see it that way you've got your two jobs and you need to stay in your lane so it's 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 as much helping men as it is helping women so just talking about how just because you bear the child doesn't mean you need to rear the child essentially yeah so part two so again it's like so you've kind of highlighted the biological reasons for the way it is perceived and are there is have you like discovered anything kind of that you didn't expect or is it kind of we know about those kind of societal norms of like how women are perceived men are perceived have you found any kind of cases where you're like oh okay i didn't realize there that was there do you know what i mean yeah no not really because unfortunately Mm. it's all pretty predictable (laughs) yeah yeah Um, i mean i did this reading and it was this woman um from the 60s and she's talking about how um you know like men should bear their their own children i don't even know how in the world she's thinking that this is going to happen but she's this huge radical feminist who um just doesn't think that women should have to bear the child if they don't want to the man can do it but in what science world i think that she thinks yeah. that's going to happen because surely there is there is some kind of scientific line where it would become impossible i mean to- it just becomes a a bit of an issue a dilemma of how that is even going to happen and yeah and it's almost is it would you almost say it's kind of hindering the cause when things like that get brought up rather than helping it in a way yeah 100% I think um I love all of my feminists but I think sometimes some people take it just a little bit too far and it just it, it I think it it just puts a bit of like a a sour taste in people's mouths when they hit when someone says that they're a feminist and it definitely definitely shouldn't because it's a positive thing and it's something that we want for both men and women because the, the it's changed now it was obviously before it was for women's rights to vote and now it's getting to a point where it's like okay but there are there are pro- problems for men too and we want to sort that as well yeah. um and i i do I think that the radical feminists do not help the cause but at the same time if you're a man and you can't say you're a feminist there's something wrong with you there's something up yeah exactly there's definitely there's levels to this isn't there yeah yeah, yeah exactly okay so you've explained one and two now and obviously you are still are you, you're still at that section two now explaining uh the the kind of more science scientific background behind it all um yeah and section three is this where we kind of bring in the law aspect that's the one so Lord. where do we where do we begin with this? Because I can imagine it could be quite a heavy topic. Yeah, I just um it's it's just it's the the bulk of the um the dissertation is um making um mandatory paternity leave a legal requirement for men, um, just as it is for women. Um obviously that comes with some economic problems because that's a lot of money that is happening. 
Um, this also can cause, cause um, ageism, you know, like people will start hiring people in their late 30s and 40s instead of people in their 20s and early 30s, just in case they just have a child. It. Just skip the whole generation altogether. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And that can obviously become a problem. Um, but it's basically trying to discuss why this is a good idea. It should be the law. It will bring equality in the workplace. And I think it will, I personally genuinely believe that it would prevent biasness of hiring men over women right from the start. And I think if we brought that in, I don't think those 30% of women had taken the rings off yeah. their fingers. That's a nice way of bringing it back to that initial kind of eureka moment. And um, yeah. Chloe, for those that might not know, can you just quickly briefly explain what maternity leave is? Because obviously we're talking a lot about that's kind of the buzzword of your whole dissertation and bringing in paternity leave as well. Would you mind just explaining for those that might not know? Yeah, maternity leave um, is for when women are pregnant and they need to take some time off of work to both get ready to give birth, give birth, um, let their bodies recover after birth. Um, so women can, I think it's a month or so before they can start, like they can leave work. But a lot of, I know a lot of women, like my drama teacher worked up until her due date. Um, wow. She she would have worked until she popped. Like there are just <laughs> some just keep going, which is awesome. Um, and then you were allowed to take, I think it's like 52 weeks afterwards. Obviously, I'm not saying that's what men need to do, but um, it's mandatory that women have to take two weeks afterwards. So that's what maternity leave is. Paternity, exactly the same, just for a man. Yeah. Um, hence the difference. Um, men don't obviously have any time off prior to their um, their baby being born. Um, they have... They are allowed to take one to two weeks off work. They, they don't, don't have, have to. to. Yeah, it's a choice. And I'm not going to lie to you. If I had to stay inside hearing a screaming baby, I think I'd choose to go back to work. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's really important for also for the dad to make those first initial weeks of bonding with their child compared yeah. to the mother people always say and I do understand you know I'm not going to disagree with biology and that you know you've carried a you've you know made this thing for nine months of course you're going to have a connection with it but I think the obviously the first few weeks are so so important for both like father and mother that I think um it's necessary that we keep men at home as well yeah um so that bonding experience yeah, it's not just it's not just as simple as obviously not a simple topic at all. But that you're because obviously this is we have kind of come at it from a more feminist approach where it's more about equality and it doesn't it means like the effect of having a child wouldn't affect your prospect of getting work as a woman. But yeah. also in terms from the male point of view, um, we've already discussed kind of toxic masculinity and like the kind of the view of stay at home dads. Still, it's changing a wee bit, which is great. And I think yeah. as equality rises for. For women it kind of it also brings that kind of um side of things up as well you know getting rid of toxic masculinity it's a 
they come in hand in hand. Um, yeah. But it is really interesting to think about that kind of aspect of, yeah, exactly. Those like first couple of weeks where it's kind of still the norm that the man is at work and the mum is at home and he comes back every now and then doesn't see as much of the kid. And I think bringing in kind of law and it, like we mentioned as well earlier, societal norms, making it a normality that you do see your kid all the time when they're really young and you do all the same jobs and it is all about that equality at the end of the day. And it is, it is really fascinating the kind of angle that you've come at it um, because I think a lot of people don't think about paternity leave um, yeah. because there is also the aspect of, hang on, you didn't carry that kid for si for nine months. I mean, it's a six months, bloody hell. <laughs> uh, you didn't carry that kid for nine months. Um, you don't need the the break, you know? Um, and how, how would you kind of answer to those people that are saying, well, this is just an opportunity for men to kind of get away with not working? I mean, I would say you're still living on we're going to assume that we've got a man we've got a husband and a wife situation yes going. yeah of course yeah we've been assuming that the whole time yeah. yeah um you're under the same roof you're hearing that child scream yeah most of the day you think that that father it's not is time off <laughs> you think he's getting a good night's sleep ready to go to work the next day no way no yeah. way I good think, point good point well made <laughs> <laughs> i think that it's really important to understand that it's not just like oh i've given birth now this is mine yeah it's a shared experience you're both tired you're both drained you've both never done this before or you haven't it's still just as bad as it was the first time <laughs> yeah. because it is it's so hard raising a child especially in those first few weeks there's such fresh babies require so much attention they're either sleeping or crying or need feeding or something I don't think the father is having a vacay when he's no, at home yeah that, that's and a I, good point well made I would say I was being the devil's advocate but I think you have just put me in my place to be honest <laughs> which yeah. is what I want I'm learning you know I'm learning which is great and um yeah. in terms of your dissertation because this is a huge topic of course yeah. and dissertations are big but in terms of how much you could do like we've already mentioned the kind of nuances of okay a female female relationship or um obviously it's different with adoption if there's not yeah. biological female to raise uh, to have the child it'd be a bit yeah, different yeah. but um so i'm sure you have to kind of draw barriers for yourself a bit when you're writing this dissertation because there are so yeah. many rabbit holes you could go down you know are we just talking about the western world uh, are we talking about yeah. you know there's so much you can do how do you kind of deliberately stop if that makes sense i literally have put in my introduction for the purpose of this essay i am only talking about straight couples yeah. however in kind of my conclusion i do say this law that would be in place would benefit gay couples both um male and female mm, um it's also just about the equality of the partnership it's, isn't it it's the equality of the partnership you've got um you know you've got two women um if you know women are being perceived as you know the homemakers or whatever you've if you know you're stop stopping um this inequality from the start that inequality of being hired isn't happening anymore. The same with men. They're not being judged for being at home and all of this kind of stuff, especially as if, I don't know, your colleagues might not know that you're gay and however you, you know, like 
want to display that if you're comfortable some people aren't and therefore they need that kind of protection and equality and I think that this does that for both typical that's the wrong word hmm I need to be very politically correct <laughs> for our oh god heterosexual yeah, yeah but also like the male and female gender and everything in between I think is it works don't worry this is a very politically correct uh dissertation <laughs> I don't think anyone's gonna be cancelling you I wouldn't it, try it. yeah exactly and it is the thought that counts <laughs> <laughs> um so tell me how to say something properly if I haven't <laughs> yeah your um so your your third chapter is about this legislation and how you would do it and um it, it this is the question I was going to ask is it because obviously you're not doing law you know nope. um so do are you coming at this as an aspect of the kind of positives a law would bring or are you kind of coming at this from an angle of this is what the law should be like have you got a solution um about the kind of how much how long a paternity would be or like the economic effects and stuff like that or is it just kind of highlighting what or what a new law would change yeah so because it's um a philosophy dissertation and not a political dissertation um i do get to have the lovely option of being like figuring out that money stuff isn't my job you yeah. guys go and do that um i can choose to do that if i want um but i don't have to um the i personally would love to go into policy making okay. so the actual dream would be to get this to become a legislation at some point in my life yeah um, whether that happens or not is a very different situation you know world's your oyster uh, yeah literally so um it's more of a because it's philosophical philosophers never solve anything they um, just bring up <laughs> they bring up the problems but don't want to sort them out <laughs> yeah literally we love to talk about it and talk about what could happen or what wouldn't happen but the fact is is we don't have to deal with the actual conclusion of it um yeah. so it's more of a this is a problem this is why um i think that it should change because of this whether or not it does is a different situation but this is how the world could be if it were to be like this yeah and are there are there any examples of paternity leave um being enforced in any countries i don't know this is just you might not have um researched that but do I you know of any no i don't know um there are i've had cases where people are like oh my god it's um it's mandatory in this country um like my dad who lives in sydney um he was like oh yeah no no it's it's um it's mandatory here and then he went and spoke to his partner and his partner was like no it's not so I think there's <laughs> okay. a lot of so perceptions of oh no no it is and that might just be because the societal norms in that society is to take their paternity leave yeah um, and that's great yeah it's not very a law yeah it's just not it's halfway there it's halfway there you know like you were mentioning you wanted to become the societal norm but you don't want it to just kind of rely on the generation to accept it you want it to be a, a wee bit enforced because it brings back brings change quicker doesn't it oh my god oh my law brings the around change so quickly yeah. obviously it needs to be um enforced um because just because a law is there doesn't mean that 
things. People are going to do it. Yeah. Do it. Um, but I think putting it there in the first place is definitely um, a very, very good yeah. first step. It is, it is a bit of a pet peeve of mine where people kind of use, oh, it's generational as an excuse. You know, we're kind of in this era of hopefully change, you know, uh, uh, in terms of kind of um, like, you know, Black Lives Matter and um, in terms of uh, trans LGBTQ plus communities. Yeah, we are, I think, at a time where things are getting momentum, you know, and the world is hopefully becoming a better place. But there yeah. is still that kind of like, oh, yeah, well, my granny says this or my parents say this. And there is that aspect of generational, you know, it's about all the context of the time. And I just do think it's a bit of a lazy out, you know, and I think the law and changing these kind of things will kind of stamp seems too violent because I've just mentioned a granny, but, you know, stamp <laughs> out that kind of excuse of, oh, it's generational, you know, um, oh, you young guns are all liberal and then, you know, and all this stuff, but, you know, yeah. no, these are kind of, this is a quality we're talking about, you know, this is, yeah. it, it needs it's to like, happen. Yeah. And it's like, it's, I'm so happy for you that you got the equality that you got in your time. That's yeah. great. That doesn't mean that we're done we're at not done, all. Yeah. We're not, we're nowhere near done yet. And I think to have that attitude of, you know, it's generational. Yeah. And like you say, you know, oh, you're all so liberal. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying it to me like it's a bad thing. I don't understand. Yes, I am liberal. Like I want this equality for everyone, not just like women. I don't, not sat here being like, I want a matriarchy. I mean, mm. like, <laughs> maybe we should try it but that's not what I'm saying I don't want a matriarchy or a patriarchy I want it like completely like 50 50 matriarchy I don't know if there is there's probably a, a term I've just there's a, yeah. term, <laughs> there's a term that's what I want that's what we're trying to go for <laughs> exactly and that is at the end of the day what feminism is all about isn't it it's all about equality and um yeah, it, it has been really fascinating talking to you about this because it is a like I said at the beginning it's a subject that um like there are so many kind of things that feed into equality and just that kind of mention of the statistic of the wedding ring you know as a man like I would never think that anything yeah. to do with any of my relationships or my age would kind of affect an interview and then yeah. like a woman having to think to take off their wedding ring because of you know maternity leave it's like oh my god it's something you I know mean, even um I mean this is this is like a tiny little thing but um was um talking to my friend Lexi and she was having an interview the other day for a job and she got um the names of the interviewers and they were all um three men and she just she just rang me and she was like I've got an interview with three men three men and she got she was just like in their email they say that you know they're all for equality and stuff so where where is my woman in my interview and it's so so true and even then she was like oh my god like what if they don't hire me because i'm really young and she's a an attractive girl and you know Italian they see past that and yeah they see past my attractiveness to see that i'm an intelligent person rather than a woman like all of these things like go through our heads whereas yeah. for a man i'm sure it doesn't even no. No. cross um but that's where the that's where the subconscious bias comes from and this is like that's something an that active now, way of getting rid of that yeah well 
Chloe, it's, it's 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 been a pleasure. I don't know. Is there is there more to say? You know, because obviously you are still writing this, so you might come across more. Um, but I think I've I've been enlightened um, in terms of your dissertation. <laughs> it is really interesting. I'm glad. No, that's literally everything. Just um, vote for my policy. Like once I get up when it comes run. up. Yeah, yeah. Once there we go. We'll get you back on this. You know. And it won't be on your dissertation, it'll be on your PhD in liberal studies or <laughs> whatever you end up doing. So you said you wanted to do a master's. Um, what was the, what, what were you hoping to do the master's in? Uh, gender and international relations. Well, that's the first uh, step, isn't it? First step. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Go all the way. <laughs> get, get me in that parliament. <laughs> yes, yeah. No, Chloe, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me um, on this and that. It's been, it's been fascinating. No All right. <laughs> Thanks. Bye now. Bye. You've been listening to This and That. All our three episodes are available via Spotify and other podcast streaming services. Make sure to follow Express Chill on Instagram for any updates.